Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to On The Line. It's Tuesday, May 1st, and we're coming back from a long weekend at the Penn Relays. But obviously, Penn Relays wasn't all that happened this weekend on today's show. We're going to get into that stuff. We're going to talk with a trio out of Winter Springs High School in Florida, who are not only Florida track athletes, but an emerging band. Uh, then we'll get into our Penn Relays thoughts, the biggest storylines of the weekend, future stars on the track, and our National Meet of the Week, which is the Alabama State Outdoor Track and, track and Field Championships. I'm Corey Mall here with my superstar co-hosts, Olivia Ekbenet and Ashley Titians. You know, ladies, we've braved the cold, we braved the rain, and now we're back. Uh, how's everybody feeling? Oh, man, a little tired. Yeah, I have to say. So that, that rain was kind of draining in a way. What about y'all? I mean, yeah. I, 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 love, I love the rain. It was, That's like... Yeah. Braving the temperatures, the weather. Livy was out there doing sideline reporting through it all with her with her umbrella. <laughs> How'd you feel? It almost yeah, it was it was rough. What day was that? Thursday? Or Friday? Friday, Friday yeah. and Saturday. Friday. Friday and Saturday. Friday with the Saturday was not too bad with the drizzle. That I could handle, but like everything that happened on Friday with the downpour, the wind was just insane. I feel like I lost my voice. Like it's kinda raspy today, so I'm just like I'm fighting through it. But it was such a fun meet. I really enjoyed it, for sure. All right, y'all. And speaking of which, talking about all the excitement things, we have an amazing group of ladies joining us for our show today. We have the Hello Sisters Band. As Corey mentioned, they're from Winter Springs High School. They're student athletes Grace Mason, Gabriella Mason, and Scarlett Mason, who also compete in the sprints, the hurdles, the middle distance races, and also on the 4 by 8 as well. And they were also featured on America's Got Talent, of course, for their talent. So, ladies, we are super excited to have you join us today, and welcome to the show. Having yeah. us. Yes. All right. So, let's start with this one first. What led you, ladies, to track and field, and how long have you three been competing together? Oh, um, I th- we've been running. Since we were very little, we Ever did since the elementary races. We've been yeah, track. we did the elementary races, and I think what got us into it is I know Grace. I think was the first one to start running, right? In the races, one of you two, one of us two, yeah. Um, and then I kind of just I was just there to support them and watch them, <laughs> but you know how you'd always get like the donuts after the races. <laughs> so we, I, my mom was like, you can't eat a donut unless you run. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll run in the race so I can get I the donut. I forgot about this. And then um, I started running to join them, and then we all three started doing yeah, it together. Yeah, but we, we did it all through middle school and now through high school yeah. as well, so yeah. for a while. I love that bribery there at the donuts. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> that's right. It did work. And, I mean, shoot, now you guys, you know, you're – so Grace, you're a junior, Scarlett, a freshman, and Gabrielle, yeah. you're a sophomore, and you're all competing together for Winter Springs High School, and – you know, right now you're in the postseason right now in Florida for outdoor track and field. You know, what are your goals to finish out this past track season? I know you guys just competed at districts, and I believe you have regionals and hopefully states coming up. So what are you guys aiming to do? Yeah. Yeah, um, regarding our 4 by 8 relay, um, we're looking to place first in the region 
so we have like a good um, outlook for states. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're super excited. Um, goals for like our individual thing. I'm running the 3200 and I'm hoping on breaking 1140 for that and get a PR and hopefully place in the top two, but we'll see. We can do it. And then um, for me, I'm in the 400 hurdles. So I just, I want to make it in the top two to go to states. But, and then me and Grace are also in the four by four, oh, yeah, four, relay. By four relay. So we're also hoping to place in the top two. I mean, I think you got a good opportunity there. You, you should be able to, to race well. What about best mm -hmm. moments this year, individually, each of you? I mean, you all run kind of different races. You all have different experiences. So what have each of your best or favorite moments been? And I'll start with you first, Gabriella. Okay. Um, probably my favorite moment or my favorite, like, track meet in all was districts that just happened because um, – in the four by eight, we all won it, which was really exciting, and it was just like super oh, yeah, fun four to by see. Four yeah. Oh, the four. I was the, gonna say yeah. that too. Yeah, because we were. Um, which leg? It was the third leg. No, I was the I was the third leg, and we were in like third place or something. And then I just started to. I heard coach, and he was like, "Grace, just get him on the the um the straightaway, the curve." And I was like, "Okay." So I just like went for it, and then when I handed it to our fourth place runner, her name's Ella. Um, she just started going and we ended up getting first we, yeah so we it was ended like up winning. it was crazy i remember it just like so jumping and just watching the end but yeah yeah, yeah. and then because we weren't expecting to we were, we were looking fun. to get our goal was to get second and then we got first so that was like really exciting. that was really cool yeah. to watch too um i think what? my oh sorry <laughs> i think my no, favorite no, go moment ahead, go ahead. uh the 30 <laughs> i i just halfway through the season started running the 3200 and it was like the freshman sophomore meet because my coach like signed me up for it and I like I never ran it before so I think it was really fun because I actually did better than I thought I would so it was cool to be able to get that reaction when I was coming through the line and I didn't expect myself to be able to do that so that was a good moment and then I think that's the, really awesome that you ladies yeah. oh no go ahead sorry and then for me individually, no, be in the 400 hurdles, it was like when I was, I won it for districts and it was like a neck and neck. Um, it was like almost a tie, but I just, I won by like a little bit. But Oh yeah. And then one of my individual ones was, I think it was sack. It was sack for the mile. I was trying to break like 525. So me and Scarlett ran together and I just stuck like right behind Scarlett the whole time. And then on the fourth lap, I got like, I stuck like right next to her and then I got like yeah. 524. So it was like a PR for the season. So I was really proud of myself. Yeah. I think that's really awesome how you ladies are able to do your individual races, but also come together and do uh, amazing yeah. things on the relays as well. And it seems like you guys have so many great memories together on the track. Yeah. Now, now yeah. on the track, you ladies are also super talented. You formed a band called Hello Sisters. When did that start for you ladies? And how did you ladies get involved in music? Yeah, um, we've been a, in a band for about five years now. Um, and our dad, he was in a band when he was younger as well. So he would play like music around the house all the time. And all of us also had a passion for music ever since um, we were, little. were re really little. Yeah. We did lessons in elementary school. We performed in fifth, in like elementary school, we were in all of the chorus and like all programs, literally all of the little programs that they had there. The music classes. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And then, so we knew, we knew we loved music and we did lessons separately. Like I played the drums separately in lessons. And I then did, um, she, I did piano, le I didn't do piano lessons. I did vocal lessons first. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she did guitar. And then we were like, why don't we just put this together and see where it goes? And we've been doing it ever since. Mm -hmm. And um, after America's Got Talent, we were signed to the Jonas Group Entertainment, Ooh. which we were, mm -hmm. were really lucky for. It was. Okay. Yeah really fun that's that's awesome and i mean shoot yeah. like like you said you formed this a few years ago then you've went on america's got talent and now you have like a huge like pretty big following actually you know yeah. like you know obviously social media and marketing is a big key to building brand awareness yeah. you know looking at that you guys have like over 127,000 followers on instagram and you know, that's just crazy for, you know, a high school band like that. Like, y'all are killing it out there. You know, what's been your so much. <laughs> What's been your vision and your goal as you've navigated through this business while also being high schoolers, too, at the same time? Yeah, I think well, we're definitely busy with everything that we're doing. Yeah. But it's, it's really refreshing to, at the end of the day, when you can look at your 
what you've done and mm. just it's really fun and I know that we all love it so it's yeah. something like sometimes it's hard like obviously every time there's gonna be some like haters out there mm -hmm. but when you just sit back and say this is my passion this is what I love to mm -hmm. do it's all worth it and it's it's, yeah. very, it's really fun and we're working on releasing we have about like five um songs we're working on releasing soon mm. we yeah. released one last week so we're just super excited about what's to come mm -hmm. so taylor swift started when she was in high school as well i think and yeah producing music so you know you're never too young to start uh but i'm curious about your influences um i did watch your your video tragic props to you yeah. good, good song by the way uh and i, and I read you. that like people are comparing you a little bit to paramore uh but yeah. Do you have any influences in music, and, and what would you say your musical style is? Yeah, um, I would say we're we're pop rock, and one of our favorite artists is actually Paramore. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We went to their concert. It was September or October. I, can't, I think. I can't remember. September but October. Yeah, but we have a different music taste than a lot of people at our school, <laughs> yeah. I would say sometimes. Um, so, you, so, so, country, so not country. Not country? Is that what you're saying? Everyone likes country. I like. We she like all kinds like, of music. Yeah, but yeah. most people at our school listen to like rap. Music. The rap music. Oh, yeah. I, I like it. I'm a fan of it. But just yeah, the music we play is more pop, pop rock, rock and then pop. indie pop. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's really awesome. And I know you ladies just said like you're working on five songs right now. Just kind of walk Corey, Ashley, myself through that writing process. How do you go about developing a song? And have you ladies ever finished an album before? Yeah. Um, so usually like um, we do it by ourselves when we come up with like an idea, whether it's like a verse or a chorus, and then we'll come together like after school and be like, do you guys want to work through this song mm. or start like getting in the studio um, and just start putting some guitar yeah. or drums down. And we're really fortunate. We actually have a little home studio, so that makes it really easy. Mm -hmm. So when one of us have an idea for just like a melody or just a guitar part or something, we can just lay it down and see where it goes. Mm -hmm and oh yeah and then regarding the album thing we really just only release singles but we're yeah. working towards yeah um, doing an album in the future yeah yeah we've written like a bunch of songs but we just don't put it on an album we just like release them as singles but we have done um a thing called an ep which is um three songs, three mini songs albums, yeah. which we've done mini like album. a mini album before yeah yeah that's that's so cool. I mean, that's crazy how y'all are balancing that with school and everything else. And I have to know too, you know, obviously you run track and you have that student athlete aspect as well. So, you know, yeah. how do you balance, you know, being a student athlete with your passion too? And, you know, also, I mean, have y'all had thoughts of like, you know, obviously you're very successful in the Florida level. Have you ever thought about, you know, competing collegiately too as well in track? I definitely, yes. <laughs> I think yeah. that's always something like we're keeping our options open. Like, what are we going to do in the future? There's like mm -hmm. two things. But I think right now we're just doing both because we, bo we love both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, um, I don't know another word for this, like connect with each other. Like our hard yeah. work for music helps with our hard work and running. And like our motivation and drive, like at practice yeah. helps with music. Yeah. The hard workouts. Yeah. It's really helped us become... And the fitness, More like, matures. when we're doing our shows, like, we run around on stage. Well, me and Gabriella, Scrubs yeah. the drummer, so we, like, are running around on stage all the time, and I'm, I can just, like, do it because our fitness <laughs> level is good, but I don't know. Yeah, consciously or not, you're developing habits that are making yeah. you successful in, in music. Time wow. management helps with track and, and in music and all the different parts of, of that industry, and, yeah, for sure, I, I, you know, that, that would be easy to see, and um, you guys are, are certainly um, – really developing your voice. Um, now, I, I'm curious here, you were on America's Got Talent. Uh, how was that experience? It was, a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was so surreal to... Yeah, it, it kind of seemed fake when you were up there. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it kind of just feels like a... It feels like a... Fever dream. Like a of? dream, because it was two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we watched America's Got Talent when we were little, and we'd always watch, like, the funny compilations or whatever on YouTube. The fails. And, yeah. so funny. <laughs> but going there and actually like going through that whole process was like crazy because we've always seen other people do it, mm -hmm. but we were actually there doing it. I still yeah. don't. Like, I still don't believe it. Yeah, it's like we had like a little release party with all of our friends and mm -hmm. then I just couldn't like put it together Process that we were going to be on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, we're so lucky. It was a lot of fun. Now, now as you get older, obviously, you know, 
building a brand is important for fans. You want to have exposure. You want to get your name out there, your face out there. And, you know, obviously in the music industry, reality shows are a big part of it with The Voice, X Factor, America's Got Talent, all that stuff. Would you all consider doing that again as you get older and maybe giving it another go? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We've thought, I think we thought about that before. Like, oh, we should go again and see the reaction yeah. of us coming Cause, together. Because people sometimes <laughs> comment know. and they're like, have you ever done America's Got Talent? And then we're like, saying yeah. that we've, yeah, we've yeah. done it. But I would say yes if we ever had the opportunity, if anyone like reached out. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. It was so good to meet you, ladies. Yeah. And wishing you all the best as you finish out your running career. And we're, we're going to be checking out for yeah. your singles, too. So let us know when you drop some more music. Okay, thank you, thank so you so much, much for having us. us. This has been great. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. And, Nico, can we can we show that GIF one more time? The GIF was amazing. Uh, I, <laughs> I love that GIF. That GIF's amazing. They're rocking out uh, on the GIF. Um, definitely... Check out Hello Sister on YouTube. They got a couple songs out there, and and I think as we get you know a little a couple of years down the road, they might even have an album, and we'll see more from them. Uh, let's move to the Penn Relays, which took place over three days at Franklin Field in Philadelphia. We would be remiss if we did not break down the biggest meet of the season so far. So let's dive into our favorite moments of the meet. Olivia, you're out there braving the rain, the rain, the temperatures, <laughs> sideline reporting. Uh, let's start with you first. I think the biggest race that really stood out to me, I actually have two. Of course I have two. But the one I want to, I'm going to focus more on the relays for this one. This one had to do with Union Catholic. And I think all three of us were really excited to see what they were going to do at the Penn Relays. We went into the meet talking about how the 4 by 8 national high school record was in jeopardy. And we already knew that Union Catholic was going to put all cards, all chips, everything on the table for this race. And they looked really solid in the prelims as well, just clocking a 9-11 so smooth to do that. And the record was an 843-12, which was set back in 2008 by uh, Eleanor Roosevelt at the same meet at Penn Relays. And so what even made it more interesting was the defending champions, Edwin Allen, were also in the championship of America. And honestly, Union Catholic just really matched every stride, every step of the way. And, you know, they've been in 10 situations before. We saw them compete at New Balance National Indoors against Cuthbertson. They know how to to put their best foot forward. They know how to compete. And the fact that these ladies clocked a 212, 212, 210, and 209 on their legs to come up with an 844-98, number two all time. And I feel like that was such an amazing moment just to see them celebrate. And even during their post-race interview, they were just like, hey, we just came up just a bit short, but they deserve that moment as they should. So I was really impressed with how Union Catholic performed at Penn Relays this weekend. And of course, another athlete that stood out and I remember calling this race for commentary. It was Quincy Wilson who split a 45.06 in the prelims of the 4x4. Four four. And I got goosebumps re-watching it yesterday as we're, we're prepping for our show. And, you know, Calabar did not have an answer for the freshman at all. And the fans were on their feet and the crowd got really loud. I remember calling it with Trevor. We could barely hear each other over the mic. And here's an amazing clip of him just, you know, getting after Calabar here. And... Javon Francis just like who has the the meet record of the fastest split ever with a 44-8 set just a decade ago. Quincy Wilson clocked a 45-06, which was the fastest, one of the fastest times in meet history. And he helped the Bullet School run a 314-12. To be quite honest with you, I feel like Trevor and I had different reactions because Trevor was just like completely mind blown. And honestly, I wasn't really surprised by the split by Quincy Wilson. He's coming off the New Balance National Indoor title with a 46.67 to break the freshman class record and one of the fastest times during the indoor season. And it was just like, I kind of almost expected that from Quincy. And we knew he could do something amazing. And the fact that he went 45-0 was just super spectacular to help the Bullet School make it into the Championship of America final. So those were the two highlight moments for me from Penn Relays this weekend. Ashley, can we just stay on Quincy a little bit right yeah. now? One thing I I didn't say, you know, while I was while I was watching the four by fours, and um, it was was the comparison that I feel like I see out of him. You know, a couple of years back, Justin Robinson from Missouri was absolutely lights out at four hundred meters, 
uh, when we look at athlete profiles, Quincy's only about 5'9", but he 135 pounds, but he is an absolute rocket. Just Robinson was near identical in terms of profile to Quincy Wilson, and he ran 44.8 as a junior, and he ran 44 again during that COVID year. Um, I see a lot of similarities between Quincy and Justin. Uh, the way that that the tur- they have turnover, their leg turnover, their 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 foot placement, like everything about them, I feel like is kind of similar in some ways. So um, Justin ended up being one of the best 400 meter runners of all time. Uh, so Quincy is already a freshman. So what can he do? That that's going to be what we're going to be watching out for. Ashley, what did you see out of Quincy? Yeah, I remember for that prelim race, I was on the track and I was you know we were trying to get some social video and I was just. There was a huge gap, I have to say, coming down to that final leg. And the, I mean, you saw in that race video there, the way he just so quickly on that turn and then going into the back stretch just made up that ground. It was just, it's crazy. And again, like Olivia said, to me, it really was, it wasn't much of a surprise because I've been a big Quincy fan from the beginning, and I think he's going to be really good for a while. And, you know, it's crazy to think, too, that he is just a freshman because it's like, wow, we get three more years of this. <laughs> and like, you know maybe he gets a little taller, you know, gets longer legs. And all of a sudden he's, you know, it's, he's just flying around the track even more than he already is. So who knows? He's just a very exciting athlete to watch. What about your impressions from the mate? Yeah, honestly, Penn relays. That was my first time ever being at Penn and it was definitely a very exciting atmosphere. So many great things went down, you know, for me, obviously like Olivia union Catholic, that was such an incredible moment. One of the last, you know, championship of America events. And it ended with a near national record. That was really crazy to see. Another thing too, which I feel like we have to mention as well is that Jamaican fan and spectator presence. There is just, it's insane. Like I remember being down, especially for the four by one and four, four by four relays. And, um, I was near, I was standing by the wall in the stands and there were a bunch of like high Dell high school fans and they, they are just screaming. They're like throwing up the Jamaican flags. Like that was crazy. And I thought, you know, that's just something you don't see every day. So I really enjoyed that just as a moment in general. And then if I have to pick out one race, I have to give a shout out to my guy or our guy, really Brian DeCola. <laughs> we call him the Decolinator now. He he apparently accepts that nickname. He ran four eleven to win the boys' mile. Look at this in these gutsy conditions, or you know, just pouring down rain like a monsoon out there. But I mean, Brian DeCola, he's a gamer, so that was pretty pretty exciting. And he also showed me afterwards. I remember at Champs Sports Cross Country Nationals, we were asking people if they wear <laughs> socks or no socks, and he told me, "I wear socks." And he wears one white sock and one black sock, like for every race. It's a superstition. I talked to him after the race, and he's like, "Ashley, look!" And he points down to his feet: one black sock, one white sock. So Traditions. it worked for him. <laughs> Olivia, I'm I'm so glad you asked him that question after the race. You caught him off guard. <laughs> I don't know if he even I realized did. it, right? But and, and it seems like you both are kind of warming up to the idea of calling him decolonator. Right? I think now I it's I like am. it's it's a thing. Like we can't it's go back now. And yeah. he said he approves of it, so I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Olivia, did you have any other thought uh, remarks on Decola and what you saw out there from him? I thought it was just a spectacular race across the board for him. I know it was there was a lot of lead up into it. He was the only guy with the long sleeve, so you could not miss him. But <laughs> that last, yeah. that last like four hundred meters was just mind blowing to him, and just. The way how he just puts out that gutsy race, he just like gets after it, dug really deep underneath the downpour rain, as Ashley mentioned. The decolonator really just put on a show for us at Penn Relay. So yeah. super spectacular running he's a, there. He's always a, a fun watch, <laughs> uh, very engaging watch. For me, uh, there were a lot of great races, and all, all the races that you, you mentioned are, are amazing. I mean, I'll, I think the 4 by 8 boys race, the finish there, was mm-hmm. probably in my mind the best one because it literally was a hundredth of a second, you know, yeah. separation between one and two, and it it prompted one of those dramatic leans at the line uh, to finish. And Chatham, the Chatham Cougars from New Jersey, ended up making up a outrageous gap in the last lap, courtesy of Ryan Beagle to beat Jamaica College or Kingston College, I think it was. Uh, just spectacular, right? You want moments like that in the pen relays, and we talked about it going in, like what was going to amaze us and you know open our jaws a little bit. I think that one definitely did it. Chatham is one of the top four by eight hundred meter teams in the country now too. Now uh, beyond that, I think you know all, all the, the 
the races we mentioned were great. Shanti Jackson in the 200 against women, 2311, got to mention that. Sophia Guerrerion in the 600 ran 127, opening to her season. Uh, good stuff to watch there. And all right, now, now we can say championship season, qualifying season. We'll get some even better results for some of these athletes. Let's uh, move on from Penn. Uh, oddly enough, there was even bigger results that took place outside <laughs> of Penn. Uh, high school national record in the 200 went down in Texas. A high jump athlete kind of came out of nowhere to score U.S. number one. And another boys miler broke four. We're going to get into those top storylines. Ashley, let's start with you. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was kind of it was a huge weekend for track and field, honestly. And, you know, as Corey, as you know, we were sitting in the Tampa airport and then all of a sudden on my phone, I see, oh, my gosh, Rocky Hansen went sub four in the mile. And that was just crazy news. And so Rocky Hansen out of Christ School in North Carolina, he joins the sub four club in the mile runs 359.56 at the Virginia High Performance Meet against collegians and some other high schoolers as well there. He's the 18th high schooler to ever go under four minutes in the mile. U.S. number 15 all-time and the first North Carolina athlete to ever break four minutes. He joins Connor Burns as the only other guy so far this year in 2023 to break four minutes. And I think this is the most impressive stat to me. This comes just two days, two days after he actually competed at Penn Relays for Christ School in the DMR and anchored them to a win at Penn Relay's wheel. So that's pretty that's pretty exciting stuff, like a huge weekend for him there. And he split 405 on that 1,600-meter leg there to close that out for Christ School. Um, and if you look, too, like he was close for such a long time, right? Like he, he's clocked sub 401 multiple times. He did it indoors. He did it outdoors last year, too. Finally gets the sub 4, and he gets to go home to North Carolina now with both sub 4. And a pen relays wheel. That's a pretty pretty cool weekend. Can, briefly, mm-hmm. can I ask this though? He's two days after his DMR, right? Yeah, yeah. In a hard effort, you come back with a sub four mile, uh, and nobody really knows about it but him and his coach. Um, why did that work? Why, why was that scheduling? Why was that situation so beneficial for him? You know, it could have been a situation where. First, he gets to go out to Penn Relays, have a fun moment with his team, right? They ran actually one of the top 15 all-time DMR performances in U.S. history. So they go out there, get a Penn Relays wheel. Cool, like everyone's really excited. You get to kind of breathe a little bit. I was talking with his coach over text a little bit, and that's kind of what he alluded to. Is like, hey, he got to go out, have a great moment with his team, his school. Then he said, I think the, he worded it as like he got, he got to de-stress a little bit. And then it's like, all right, you put that behind you then no pressure going into this race, really. Like, if you get it, great. If not, you go on to the next chance, and it just turned out to be the perfect moment for him. So I think maybe that had something to do with it as well. TCOB, what's it mean? Taking care of business. That's what his coach, Randy <laughs> Ashley, texted me after I texted him. I was like, oh, my gosh, sub four. And he responded back with that acronym. I had to look it up. I didn't know what it meant, but that's what it means. <laughs> Olivia, somebody else TCOB'd this weekend too, right? Who was it? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I'm running out of words to talk about, to describe this guy, Isama Singa from Mountain Bird Academy. He's just been so consistent from the winter to the spring. He's been doing every little thing correctly. And as a result, he comes up with another national record, this time in the 200 meters outdoors at the Texas Tech Corky Crowfoot shootout. Let's try to say that five times fast. It's on <laughs> 1990. Seven with a 1.3 win and he became the first ever high schooler to break 20 seconds while still competing for his high school team and I'm just like in complete awe when I think about Asama Singa and just what he has done up until this point and you know I just think about what he just just a few weeks ago back in April he took down Noah Lyles the previous national high school record holder in the 100 meters so we already knew and saw that Assam is so sharp right now so for me it was just honestly I think for all three of us it was just a matter of time before this time was going to drop so a huge congratulations to Assam as he just puts out another national high school record for us to just witness and he's just creating history this whole entire season won't be the last time we see him under 20 do you think this season what do you think I don't think so it's still May it's like first week of May yeah and I, we already know, like, his his vision is beyond, like, obviously he's not going to be competing at the state meet, but just looking into the the postseason of the spring, right? Like, he still has a season to go, so I don't think it's going to be the first time that we're going to see him go under 20. That's just my personal opinion. 
I also think it was a really smart decision to take him to Lubbock. Uh, it's over 3,000 feet of elevation, you know. Naturally, mm-hmm. elevation helps sprinters in some small way. So I, I think that was a great decision to go. Even though, if it, what was it, Corky Crowfoot invite? Yeah, like what kind of name is that? <laughs> that you forgot the from? shootout in there, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Corky Crowfoot shootout. Oh, good Lord. Um, all right. Uh, third and final uh, subject here is the high jump out of Tennessee. Now, just last week, Grant Campbell leapt 7-2 and a quarter, I believe, to break the Tennessee state record in the high jump. Great mark. He had gone over seven feet uh, previous to that in April. He was really just on a run up. You know, decides this weekend the Volunteer Track Classic to bring it up a notch. Seven, three, and a quarter, taking over U.S. number one and improving on his state record there. I mean, what's possible for Ben Thompson in the future? Our Tennessee editor, Ben Thompson, thinks he could go after seven, five, maybe even seven, six. He's on a run. Uh, he's, he's tearing it down right now, but... You know, it it goes to show how much somebody can improve year over year. Because you look at Grant Campbell's miles put profile from last year. At one point, as a junior, he cleared six foot in a meet, and now he's at seven three and a quarter. Right? He's, he was averaging roughly like six feet to six six as a, as a junior. Um, that is phenomenal. Whatever coaching he got, whatever training and work he did. He made it work. It was. I, I think he's he's made such huge strides year over year. It's just, I think we use this term all the time, remarkable, but that that purely is remarkable. Um, and I mm-hmm. think it it goes to show too. I think when you look at high jumpers, there's different tiers, right? Six foot to six four is typically a normal high school high jumper uh, that can get to the state level. Uh, six six to six ten might win you a state championship. It'll get you up there in the podium. But seven feet, you're an elite. You're an all-timer at that yeah. point. You're doing things that nobody's ever done before. So he's up at that stage now, and, and kudos to him for getting there. All right, before we move on to our next segment, we're going to do one last uh, little little uh, conversation on the Drake Relays, which happened in Iowa this past weekend, one of the, the big relays out of Iowa. Let's break down what happened in the boys' mile. Uh, Olivia, I'll start with you. Yeah, so I had a chance to kind of watch the highlight of this meet from the Drake Relays, and I know specifically in the boys' mile, I think this is the first time it's ever been held at the high school level at Drake Relays. So I feel like I'm excited to see this opportunity for the athletes kind of in that general area of the country to be able to compete and hit some big marks. But just to see Simeon Burbaum and Jackson Heidish really get after it in this mile was super fantastic. They came through the 880-yard mark in 202. And just to see Simeon Burbaum just handle his business, the silent hawk knows how to race. He knows how to compete. And I feel like he just knows how to time things correctly. He just literally sat on Heidish's heels you know, just coming around that last turn, and then that's when Birnbaum decided to just get after in the silent hawk, swept in for the victory with a 58-94 last lap to take that title, which was just super spectacular, and it was just so amazing to see. So just to see Simeon, I think the biggest takeaway is Simeon knows how to race. No, no lead is safe. This guy, just you got to be careful the last 100 meters because this guy's coming after you if you're in front. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway, kind of what Olivia alluded to, is like Simeon's kick is lethal, but at any distance too. I mean, we saw earlier this season when he raced at Arcadia, he ran the 3200. I mean, he was he was out of that race with like 400 to go. Like, if you had told me that he was going to end up winning that race and run U.S. number two all time, I would have said you were crazy. But all of a sudden, three hundred, you know, he's moving up, and then 200 to go, he just slingshots you know around the curve, and he you know takes the win there. And so I think that shows that. You know, like Olivia mentioned, he closed in 58 to win the mile at Drake Relays on Friday. And I think this just makes him a really dangerous competitor. And especially going into, you know, soon will be a national championship season. So and on those national stages, you know, maybe he can let some of those guys up front do the work. But, you know, he's going to be sitting back there thinking, all right, they'll do the work. But I know that I can, you know, kick around them and with some sprinter speed right there. And so I think that makes him maybe one of the most maybe one of the hardest competitors, you know, in the mile, the two mile, 800 even to, to beat probably this year. One last thing from this race. Uh, we just, you just talked about Rocky Hansen kind of under the radar running sub four, jumping into a race two days after the pen relays. Jackson Heidish of Dowling Catholic in Iowa 
one of the top runners all time. Everybody sort of knows it. He was saying beforehand, mm-hmm. sub four, I'm going for sub four. Did it help him or hurt him to say that you know, I'm going for sub four in this race? Oh, that's a good question. I almost feel like in order to get a sub four, you almost have to for, like not even think you're doing sub four. You just have to go out there and run. Like it's it's so the margin. Like basically, once you get to that level, the improvement is minuscule with every race. Like it can, becomes really hard to shave, you know, just tenths of a second off. And you know, maybe the approach then is almost like what Rocky did, and it worked well for him. Is you know, hey, let's have fun, and then you know, see what I got in me, and maybe not focus as much on you know we have to hit sub four, but I mean, who knows? Every approach is different for everyone. And, you know, I hope Jackson Heidish, I hope we see more guys under four. That would be really cool. They're going to get more opportunities. Olivia, do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Ashley. I feel like each athlete is different. Like I feel like I'm just thinking about Reinhard Harrison. This guy knew like I'm going after sub four and he just, he kept trying and trying and trying. And then eventually it just like broke through and he did it. Right. And there's some athletes, you know, just, just thinking about Rocky, go have fun. And just see what happens, you know, just take the pressure off and just go out there and compete. I feel like each athlete is different. So, you know, I think just trying to find that sweet spot between like, okay, yes, I know I'm going for this goal, but at the same time I'm having fun with it could definitely work to some athletes advantages as well. Yeah. I give them props for saying it, right. Putting it out yeah. there in the space mm-hmm. and really believing. Exactly. I think you'll get there, mm-hmm. right. You know, whether it gets there as a high school or not, he will have to prove that on his own, but he does have the confidence. I do appreciate him putting out there and, and just putting it on himself, right? Because that takes ownership, of, you know, to, to say that. One last thing from the Jack Realize, I think a, a, a silent star out of this is Adrian Butner, Cable of Des Moines, Roosevelt. She doubled in the 800 and the mile. She won the 800 and 210 and the mile in 449. I was always got sort of those combo stars in the distance events, and I think she's the next one coming up as she works her way into the state championships. Remember the name. Remember the name. Remember Ladies, the name. Remember, remember the, name. the name. We remember <laughs> all the names. Hey, no one's ever not said that before, right? That's um, true. All right, let's move forward to our next subject. Uh, future stars, class of 2024 and 2025, a lot of them coming up uh, into the circuit. Which track and field stars? Some of them are actually already committed to colleges. So let's talk about which ones have will be important in the next few months and what will we be seeing out of the future stars? Uh, Ashley, I'll start with you. Yeah, I want to talk for a minute about Drew Griffith. He's a junior out of Butler High School in Pennsylvania, and he just recently committed to Notre Dame, go Irish, you know, going into 2024. And he is, I guess you could say him and Brian DeCola have a little, like, fun, you know, friendly rivalry. So that kind of tells you, you know, what kind of talent he is, how well of a racer Drew Griffith is. He's going to be joining a really talented distance squad that's, you know, been – you know, toward the top of the NCAA for quite some time. And they already, you know, looking at their 2023 recruiting class, they have some strong boys recruits and Kevin Sanchez of Austin Vandegrift and Brody Hartley, you know, for the 2023 class. And even if you look at the girls' side, too, they have people like Grace Shager, Arian Olsen, um, Reagan Riley, and, you know, the list goes on. And, you know, they're really building something there. And, you know, if you look at Griffith's stats, he, I really think he would fit here. He's a 407 miler, 1449 for 5K on the cross-country course. So this is a big grab for the Irish there. And I think he could really, you know, be someone that can contribute to this program very soon. Olivia, what about you on your end? Yes, I want to talk about NC State. I feel like they are still on a roll when it comes to recruiting. We saw Kate Putman com- made her commitment, the 2,000-meter steeplechase record holder, Angelina Napoleon, who just won uh, the girls' mile at Penn Relays. They're also going to be joining this squad in the fall. But recently, Bethany Mahalik of Air Academy in Colorado and Justine Preciano of Cuthbertson in North Carolina have made their verbal commitments to the pack. Now, Bethany Mahalik is just a super spectacular athlete from Colorado. She finished third at Nike Cross Nationals this fall. She's a two-time Colorado state champion for cross country and also the 1600 meters. But when I saw Justine Preciano make this commitment, I was like, okay, NC State is really, they're really doing a great job of recruiting now. Justine is the the 1K indoor champion this year. She was sixth at the cross country state championships also this fall. And she's also been a part of that Cuthbertson four by 800 meter indoor national championship squad that grabbed the national high school record as well. So I feel like they're really starting to build some talent. They already have amazing talent right there as well. And 
you know, they just won the the championship title for cross country. So I feel like they're really doing a great job of bringing in those recruits from some of the top athletes in the nation as well. Yeah, speaking of Cuthbertson, I just saw this recently. Stella Kermis committed to Virginia, Virginia right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Virginia. Ashley Hammonds are coming out. Lock it down. Mm-hmm. Now, this, yeah. the, to be fair, distance runners are always the first ones to commit. They get out in front of it before the cross-country season. Yep. Sprinters take a longer time. A lot of them still need to develop. So there's usually stages to commitments, and that's why we're seeing distance runners right now. Uh, another one of mm-hmm. them on, on the distance side is Marcus Riley, a long-time Massachusetts standout from Northbridge, committed to Michigan recently. And that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think the coaching there probably fits his style. Uh, his parents obviously are, have been very good for him, training him. But uh, I think Michigan probably is a good bet for him. Now, going back even to class of 2025, so these guys got a couple more years, not, not just next year. But there's two, one, two, two stars brewing out of the Pacific Northwest, and they're going at it toe-to-toe. Vincent Recupero, who we have a picture we're going to show you right now, from Bishop Blanchett in Washington. This guy is on fire. He is leading Washington in the 1,500, the one-mile, and the 3,200 meters. He's got an insane talent. Uh, on the other side, Josh Tosinson of Crater, Oregon, the teammate of Tyrone Gorzy, leading Oregon uh, in the 3,000, two-mile, and the two-mile. Actually, th- th- those are sophomore national rankings. Vincent Recupero is leading the 1,500 of the mile and the 3,200 meters. And then Josh is the 3K and the two-mile leader in the sophomore class. Those guys in two years will be like the ones we're talking about. I guarantee it, right? We have all these runners we're, we're going through every single week with Connor Burns, Simeon Burman. Vincent Recupero and Josh Totenson will be who we're talking about in two years, I guarantee you. Now, one last you know couple mention here is Sid Nye of Westlake, Georgia, and Jonathan Sims of Allen. 400 meter runners from Georgia and Texas, two big, big tech or sprint states. You know, next week we're going to Texas State Championships. Jonathan Sims has a chance to win a 400 meter state title as a sophomore. Uh, he's got insane talent, but Sid's been leading the 400 meter freshman and sophomore rankings uh, for the past two seasons. So John and Sid are kind of going at each other on a national side of things, and um, just electric talent coming up in track and field. It never ceases to amaze me how many athletes we get uh, coming up. So, you know, as usual, we'll have future star stories out there and rankings. We put on milespit.com every other week or so. So just stay tuned for some of that stuff. Let's move to our national meet of the week, which is the Alabama State Outdoor Championships, which will take place over several days over two sites, the Gulf Shores for 4A to 7A and Coleman for 1A and 3A. Let's break down some of the things to watch, starting first with the 7A meet in Alabama. Classification draws the best talent, sees the best results, what are we watching out for here, Olivia? All right. To kick things off in the 7A, I was kind of going through the the entries for the 7A classification for the Alabama State Championship. And I want to know, can we see the next Javon Harrison potentially? He had the versatility in the long jump, the high jump. He became an NCAA champion in both events. But here in Alabama, I feel like Jay Avery could be part of that conversation. The athlete from Hoover High School, he has an opportunity to snag three titles, the long jump, high jump and triple jump. And it's not going to be an easy feat whatsoever. However, the senior has two high jump performances to his resume this year. His highest clearance has been 6'10 and a quarter. And that came at just a month ago as one of his season openers. He also has won uh, his his section three meet in all three jumps. He cleared 6'6". He jumped 22.8 in the long jump and 45.3 in the triple. And he currently leads the state in the high jump and the long jump. And he's number two in the triple jump by half of an inch. And just looking at his resume, he has not won all three in the same year. And with this being his senior season, I can, you know, I could kind of assume I'm sure he's going to want to go out with a bang. He probably has all these really big goals that he's striving for. And he is the defending champion in the triple jump. He was second in the long jump, fourth in the high jump uh, for the outdoor season. And then during the indoor, he won the 60 meters, the triple jump, and was second in the long jump too. So I feel like this could be a year where, where Jay could put everything together, potentially come away with three titles. Like I said, it won't be easy, but he has the potential to do so this weekend. What's his best event? Oh, I definitely think the triple jump. I think he's 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 chipping away at it. I know I just said half an inch off of uh, the current leader in in the state right now, but I think the triple jump, I think he could really surprise some people. I agree with you. Ashley, 
Let's go. What, what do you got here, 7A? All right, looking at 7A, you know, looking at the entries, I think my biggest, I'll throw out this hypothetical. Can we see not just one individual triple crown winner at 7A, or could we see two potentially? You know, looking, you have Katie McPhail out of Chelsea High School, the senior. She, during indoors, she won the 800, the 1600, and the 3200 at the state championships. She's going to be attempting that triple again. But then if you look on the boy side as well, you have someone like Alex Leith out of Vestavia Hills, and he is going to be entered in the 400, the 800, and the 1600. So there's a chance where we could see two athletes, one girl, one guy, win three events, which would be, I mean, pretty crazy. And then even if you look too, potentially, it could also be a quadruple because they, they're both their schools are running the 4 by 800, and they're both like the top seeds in those events. So how crazy would that be to see – Two different athletes win four titles. Um, you know, it was just crazy enough to see. I mean, McPhail actually won four titles, two indoors because she won those three individuals and then her team won the four by eight. And that was crazy enough. But if, you know, if she could do it again and then also see Leith potentially do that as well, it may be harder for him because he's not the top entry in the, the 400. He's more of an 816 guy. But who knows? That could be really crazy to see. You know who's break who could break up his mark? Charles's mark. Trey's mark. I mean, Alex is Mark in the 1600 meters, though, in Alabama. Maxwell, Maxwell Harden. Maxwell, Maxwell Harden. Harden. That is true. They did, Harden, yeah. they did duel it out, I believe, during indoors, too. And I guess, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be a fun one. I think that's, you know, you'll get a one on one matchup there in the 1600. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the relays will also be a good, good storyline here, uh, especially. It, it's it's going to be a Hoover route i think hoover won both of the titles boys and girls last year i think hoover has the depth to win again boys and girls but what exactly will they do in the four by four on the boys side talked about a couple weeks back they have a lot of great depth right now they've run 314 which is alabama number one u.s number 11 uh their number one guy demarion gardner outruns you know alabama number one time zachary king's in the top 10 in alabama uh if they can improve on the 314, I think they get into the top 10 of the U.S. rankings. And that, that says a lot about their depth here because a lot of those guys don't run past the state season. They don't get out of Alabama. Now, on the flip side, the girls, 4 by one They've run 46 seconds already in the 4 by one 46-4-7 at Mountain Brook Invite in April. That was a Class 7A record. But the overall Alabama record uh, – from way back in 2000, is 46-41 by Tuscaloosa Central. Now, I, I absolutely think Hoover's girls can break 46-4-7 and maybe even break 46 seconds overall. You know, looking at the rankings, you know, all time, 115 girls teams have broken 46 seconds in history. Now, nobody in Alabama has done it. I think, why not now? Uh, so Hoover's girls, <laughs> four by one, I think will be a great storyline to watch in 7A. Last thing we're closing out the show with is the the rest of the Alabama State Championships. 1A through 6A. Uh, as I said, 4A to 7A is in Gulf Shores. Uh, 1A, 3A is in Coleman. Did I mix that up? I don't know. Uh, what are the top storylines to watch here, Ashley? Let's start with you. Yeah, going back to my topic of triples here, I was looking at the 6A classification, and you have a Sarah Land sophomore, Ryan A. Williams. He leads the state of Alabama across all classifications in the 100, 200, and 400. He's going to be pulling off this triple this weekend at the 6A state meet, and, you know, he's the top guy, and he could do this as just an underclassman. He's also, too, in the high jump and is seated eighth overall there, so he could potentially score some points for his team there as well. Looking back at indoors, he finished second in the 60. Um, you know, and he also did the 400 and high jump indoors, and he has a chance to upgrade that hardware, I think, from silver to gold this upcoming weekend. So I'm excited to see that go down. Olivia, what's on your mind? I'm taking it to the 1A classification. Miracle Wright of Red Level has has caught my eyes a little bit. I feel like she has an opportunity to grab some double wins here in the short sprints. And this season, she has gone 12.63 in the 100 meters. She's the second fastest freshman and ranked in the top 35 in the state. And she has the fastest time going in uh, to the state championships with the 12.91 based off her sectional performance. But we know she's went 12.6 win legal already this year. She also has the fastest seed time going into the 200 meters as well, based off her sectional meet time of 26.73. And she's the only girl in that classification to dip under 27 seconds. So I feel like we have a freshman that's on the horizon that can look to lower her times, but also grab two gold medals at the state meet this weekend. Definitely. 
closing it out, I think 3A, I think there will be high emotions in the 3A performances there. Um, you know, recently Phil Dowd was killed by gunfire in April, a senseless shooting uh, in his hometown. Um, if I were the meet directors of that 1A to, to 3A meet, I would have a moment of silence for Phil Dowd, who was having a brilliant season. Right, he's a, he's a, he was a future college football player, but he was a talented track athlete. He was leading his class uh, class division in in the one hundred and the two hundred, and Dadeville was ranked number five in the four by one. So he had you know he could have had his best state meet ever to finish out his high school career, and it's really really sad to to know that he won't have the opportunity. Um, so senseless shooting, senseless death. I think three A high emotions there, and I think they should offer a moment of silence for him. We'll have coverage of the Alabama track and field championships on Alabama runners and, and miles, but we'll break it down too. And everything else you could want from this week of action after the pen relays, we're going to get back to it. We never stop miles, but is always doing the content. Uh, any last thing <laughs> for both of you uh, before we leave? Goodness. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Just the grind never stops. Just trying to catch up on sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grind never stops we always putting out the content 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 i think we do have to Absolutely. mention olivia you're going to be here next week i am i'm going to be there to state Ooh. me and also permanently too so exactly. i'm excited you'll be in the studio in <laughs> i know i'm so excited to be back i feel like austin has just been a huge part of my heart so i'm just looking forward to be back with the sunshine and back with you guys you guys get to deal with me a little bit longer in person now hey the miles blake trio is going to be here on site every yes. day all day every week here for the <laughs> all podcast. day <laughs> loving it loving it all right. For everyone watching and tuning in for the podcast, thank you very much. We appreciate you immensely. We'll be back next week with Texas track and field coverage. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you later.